Sean, what did the typewriter say to the keyboard? Actually, close, but no cigar. He said, I think you're QWERTY. I made I that almost, up. I, I made almost, that up. I almost said QWERTY. QWERTY. Yeah. I think you're QWERTY. <laughs> I think you're QWERTY. You're a QWERTY keyboard. Because QWERTY. Because I, lo- I looked QWERTY. up the history of QWERTY, you know, because the first typewriters were not QWERTY. I, I had heard this, and yes. I had I started to read that, and I it was late, and I dozed off yeah. <laughs> when I was reading about QWERTY, the QWERTY word. You got bored by typewriters? I, I not What? Really. It was just late, and I'd had some wine or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do my research. And, typewriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typewriters. Typewriters on the storm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I thought this is going to be. Oh, but should we introduce ourselves? Should, should you introduce? Should I don't introduce you. If good, you want. Good morning, uh, Miss Perkins. <laughs> I feel like why, a student. Why are we in class all of a I sudden? I just feel like with a typewriter. I feel like I'm in class. I feel like I'm back in high school typing class with the driver's ed instructor who teaches typing, who knows nothing yeah. about typing. Yeah, we're sitting here in our regular little, you know, room at the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, but we have a typewriter. We have in a typewriter. Here with us today. We have a guest. A guest. A guest. Yes. Smith right. Corona. Smith Cor- Mr. Mr. Corona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it's it's Ms. Oh, Ms. Cor- I'm sorry, Ms. Corona. I'm so- <laughs> sorry. Miss Smith Corona. Miss Smith Corona. Okay. She's hyphenated. Yes. Okay. Because yes. we're going to talk about type. We're Ty- go- we going to talk about typewriters type writers, today. You know, I think your fingers have done a lot of typing. I have done a lot of typing. I think they have. That may be the reason why, I think I've mentioned this before, that whenever I had to get fingerprinted as a teacher, they had a heck of a time getting my fingerprints because they weren't, you'd there make was a not heck- much there. You'd make a heck of a spy. I, yeah, I could be a, be a good tr- criminal traceless. if I were so inclined. You're so inclined, you'd be traceless. Right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, Welcome. to Wacky Poem Live. Yeah. Yes, I, I am Miss Perkins, and, and you are Mr. Guthrie, Yes, the student. <laughs> let's, per, per, let's, let's not perennial. continue with that. Okay, all right. I stopped teaching a long time ago. And I stopped learning a long time ago, so <laughs> we're, we're even. We're that matched. Was, that was about the same. I stopped teaching the time I stopped learning, <laughs> because that's how you should do it. When yeah. you're no longer interested in learning anything, you better stop teaching. That's that's a good rule of thumb. It is. That's a good rule it's of a thumb. Very good rule yeah. of thumb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I learned how to type when I was a senior in high school. I've been typing since I was probably eight or nine, but I didn't really learn to do it correctly. Till now, I was by a correctly, in you high mean school. you don't look at the typewriter? Because right. I, I was I find, not hunting and pecking all the oh, way up till I'm I actually hunter. took a class. I'm a hunter and pecker. Mm-hmm. Before I was a hunter and gatherer, I'm, mm-hmm. I was a I'm a hunter and pecker. Are you still a hunter and pecker? I'm a pecker hunter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna have to edit that out. No, we're not. We got to edit that, y'all. <laughs> you know, just ho- hold your ears, cover your ears. That was totally. I'm gonna have a, glass, a sip of wine. I am blushing from my toes to my top of my head. Mm. Have a little glass, a little ditty. I don't want y'all. No one's talking about that after this podcast. Oh, let me. See. Well, I, I I I hunt and peck. Yes, with my I, with my index mm, finger. I had a little brother typewriter, one of those little manual, you know, with the 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 lid and everything that was very light. Those were easy to carry around. Yeah. And I remember making you know vampire Frankenstein stories on it and did a little newspaper and all that. But I yeah I was a hunter. I hunt and pecked until I was a senior, and I finally thought, I need to learn how to type correctly. And it's a good thing I did, you know, because that makes your life a lot easier when you don't have to look at the keys. Yeah. And, of course, in class, this was Mrs. Crow. She Mm -hmm. was a wonderful 
business and typing teacher at Locust Grove High School. And, um, of course, you couldn't. It wouldn't do you any good to look at the keys because they didn't have the letters on them. They were blank. Oh. And so that's how you really learned. Wow. You know? I've never heard of this. Yeah. In- ingenious. Oh. I think most, uh, this was, this was 79, 80. And I think most of the typewriters in the business typing classes at that time were like that. Mm. Yeah. 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 So you definitely learned. You had to learn. Yeah. And I, that was probably the best, if it's one of the best, if not the best classes I ever took in school. It has served you well. Yes. Yeah. Was it a loud class? Do you remember all the clicking and clacking? I remember mine was fairly loud. Of course you got used to that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I was telling Kelly, my sister Kelly, we were talking about it yesterday, because she also had Mrs. Crow for uh, business classes and typing. I said, and I just, I don't even remember the sound of Mrs. Crow's voice, because it didn't really seem like she talked very much, or maybe she was talking and we just couldn't hear her over the (laughs) the typewriter. Yeah, yeah, Uh, under the din of the the clattering. Yes. Yes. So we're doing, our theme is is typewriters today, but I'm not really sure why. Well, the reason, I kind of came up with this theme. Because you've been so busy with WordFest coming up and so forth. And you asked, you know, if I had any ideas. I, I manned the museum here last Saturday, and it was a fun day. Yes, because I've been a traveling fool. You were were traveling around, and you're representing. And we had some children in to color Easter eggs with ties uh, with Louisa. Uh, silk ties, and they got involved with looking around in the museum, and several kids were involved with the the typewriter in the lobby. You have a typewriter set up to type up a poem or poems, and when they started uh, clicking around on it, they were mesmerized and fascinated, and they wanted to know. And of course, I was the big kid. I was you know <laughs> coloring eggs and helping them out. They wanted to know how to feed paper into the typewriter and and how to return the return the. Uh, the, carriage, the carriage, mm-hmm. and uh, how the uh, ribbon worked, and they spent more time on the typewriter than they did coloring <laughs> eggs. Then their parents, who were with them, came over and they were, they were saying, "Now, how do you feed the paper?" And I thought, "Well, they're young enough to not really remember typewriters yeah, no. either." So I spent about an hour with them, and they were clattering and typing and having the biggest time with that. And I thought that is just something that is so. Um, uh, goes hand in hand with with you and what you do because mm-hmm. you create your magic behind a keyboard often. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why don't we do an episode on typewriters? Mm-hmm. And then our friend Genya had put a poem on his web page that w- feeds right into this. And I thought, this is sort of meant to be. Mm-hmm. He will be here tomorrow. And so I thought, and I asked permission, may I read your poem? And he was uh, very uh, gracious and said he'd be honored. I said, right. well, I, this I, is. Um... Genya Yevtushenko yeah. is the son of the great Russian poet um, Yevgeny Yevtushenko, and Genya is a wonderful poet in himself. In fact, he won the first place in the adult division of our Oklahoma Poem oh Contest. So not only is he going to be tomorrow to talk about this little exhibit we have on his father that they have loaned us uh, materials for, but he's also going to accept awards well, for his poem. Do you think he might read his poem? I'm going to ask that all the winners read their poems, and so yes. we can uh, uh, record and, because I think that'd be something, with his permission, Yeah, hopefully yeah. to record and, uh, yeah. it's, it's such an honor to have him mm-hmm. here. But this is so, another poem that you saw that he posted on his Facebook yes, page? Yes, yes, okay. this, this was a poem that I think was written fairly uh, recently by him, and mm-hmm. I just thought it fed right into this, and I'm going to read okay. it now. Okay, Ode to a Typewriter, Empty Spaces, Dance Like Pen and Paper, Mixing miracles, bleeding your ink, scratching mistakes, toe drags, their awkward steps choose always to find the wrong foot. 
or switch to a typewriter, an eBay rescue holds a demigod that hurls keystrokes like lightning bolts. Unbroken, arrhythmic, the typist must look like a mystic clattering. O priest of the invisible, do you pray for yourself in the empty spaces as you jump from word to word, hiding between resurrections? Misspell words to find focus on their intention. The color of your choice spills into the noun of your choice. Like a habit, beads on a rosary. And how much pain have your hands held sitting with a typewriter? Yay! So, I thought that fed right into our plot. Mystic clattering. Mystic Love clattering. that phrase. Yeah. I, th- this is the first time you've, you've heard this poem uh, mm-hmm. uh, orated. Um, yeah, I didn't see it. So, mm-hmm. I thought, and you're wondering, how does this feed into our... And I thought, you'll see it just I falls. I didn't know why you wanted to it talk falls about right into It falls right into our lap. <laughs> like a heavy 78-pound underwood fell into my lap one time when I was younger. Actually Mystic hit my head. Mystic clattering. Mystic clattering. Yeah. Right. Awesome. I, I thought it, I thought an eBay rescue, a, a demigod, hurls keystrokes like lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Well, it makes me think because evoking. he told us how old he, 28? Is that what he said? I think he's in early 30s. Early 30s. I, ho- I hope, can't remember. Jen, I hope we're not aging <laughs> you if you're listening. Um, <laughs> he told us how he Anyway, you're a kid. He he's a but kid. He's, he's a youngin', and he's a young. um, it made me think about the fact that typewriters are kind of making a comeback. Uh, I read an article on The Voice that said typewriters are the newest trend in writing, and it's it's kind of interesting because people have gone back and are 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 wanting typewriters they're very hard to find now i used to pick them up for a dollar right, or two you right. know and you can't get them for under 50 now anywhere that's interesting yeah yeah but apparently this is part of you have you heard of the slow movement no i have not but i i think i might be a part of that movement yes yeah. it's a slow movement they try to address the speed of modern culture that emphasizes doing everything instantaneously from eating to traveling to working and so they're trying to reclaim the sense of the quality of what we fill our time with as opposed to the quantity nice. of what we do in it. Slow it down. Yeah, slow yeah. movement. And so the typewriter is a part of that. Yes, yes. It's very tactile. Harkening to a bygone era, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the arts and crafts movement was an answer to the machine age, hand-hewn, hand-crafted, yes, slowing down. because there's a certain consciousness when you're crafting um, material. And I'm not an artisan or know much about that period Mm -hmm. but i bet that was a big part of it is that you there was something in the artist in the craftsman or woman himself or herself that was you know it it appealed to them Mm -hmm. the conscious act of making that type of art yes yeah there was a resurgence in the 70s of crafts hand crafts Mm -hmm. it seems to be cyclic Mm -hmm. maybe it'll come back again before you know it we're going to have people we're going to have cursive Courses, courses in cursive <laughs> writing, you know. Well, let's hope Listen so. Listen up, kids. Because, again, that is a cursive writing that's a very deliberate art. Mm-hmm. And that was the word. I, this is an art, the article I'm talking about from The Voice. It was by Carla Knight. Uh, typewriters are the newest trend in writing. It mentions that the novelty of writing on a typewriter and the nature of ty- typing, including the necessity of touch and hearing to produce the work, give people a holistic experience that computers can't provide. Isn't that cool? Yeah. A holistic experience. So it is really a sensory mm-hmm. experience, too. Yeah. And yeah. It's, so it's particularly suited to poetry, I yes. think, yeah. because of 
it is a sensory experience. It has a human quality and intrinsically creative mm -hmm. quality. Yeah, yep. when I uh, so I have typewriters because many many years ago I would go around and I still do it every once in a while and do poems in a minute for people and they would I would set up in various places. I've done it in Tulsa when they have their first Friday night down in the Arts District. I've mm -hmm. done it at the Woody Guthrie Center and and different places. And I remember one of the times I was at the Woody Guthrie Center for first Friday. People uh, people came in, and I, I remember one woman in particular came running in. She said, "We heard there was a poet here." <laughs> you know, you never yeah. you never get to hear that kind well, how, of excitement. That's a, that's really rewarding. <laughs> yeah, you know, not only a poet here, a, a poet that, who is going to create spontaneously. Yes, yes. And I wore my fingers out. You know, I would yeah. type for three solid hours in yeah. there during first Friday. Well, it's almost. Melodic to hear the to hear the stroke of the keys. It is, it is. It's almost like a piece of music. So I brought my typewriter in here, and also I had a little notepad next to it, and it has some of the. This is one I must have taken to an event because it's got the words that people gave me. Oh, okay. And this is so. So this is some of them. Tiny, sandy, humid. Tiny, sandy, humid. Mm -hmm. mm. Kitten, rascal, sunlight. See, some of them be easier than others. Oh to yeah, write a poem with. certainly. Yeah. Joyful memories, offbeat. Be easy. Bloom COVID llama. More difficult. I don't remember what poem I wrote with okay. that. Dream grammar green. Hmm. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Coffee poop pterodactyl. That more difficult still. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Reliant jettison legacy. I don't mm. know. So that's that's just some of them. I like to keep those. I actually have a bunch of them glued on the wall in the gift Did you shop. create poems with each with each trio of words? Yes. Each trio yes. of words were. So you, you, you mm -hmm. those were the trios you that would be that I want to hear the pterodactyl. It you know No, I'm not doing a pterodactyl right now. <laughs> unless you make me because No, no I'm not. I'm because not because right now, Bill, okay. I want you to give me three words and I'm gonna type you a poem. Oh my gosh. Three words. That you want I'm going to take a drink of our, you think about it. Okay. This little ditty wine, that's little the name ditty. of it, little ditty. There's a little, looks like a robin. He's playing a guitar on the, on the front of the label. And I like that the fact that it says that this has a plump frame. Plump frame. Yes. As love I a, do. Love a wine as with I a plump do. frame. Yes. That mirrors mine. All right. Um, Have you thought of your three words? I, I'm going to go with um, atmosphere. Atmosphere. Society. Society. And seasons. Okay. Jeez. All right. Now. <laughs> I'm not making this easy. <laughs> I'm not going to do horse, while, barn, While I'm going to type, you're going to have to you're going to have to give some comments or, or okay. give some dialogue with All right. that because I'm going to move over <clears throat> here to the typewriter. All right. I have researched the typewriter, and by what I have found out is the typewriter, as we know it, was invented in 1868. And I thought it would be earlier than that because I thought that uh, typing had occurred far earlier in the 1800s. Um, some early typing instruments were invented by Francisco Rampazzetto. He invented, uh, invented a machine to ins uh, impress letters to paper, and that was in 1575. Henry Mill in 1714 created the patent for a machine similar to the typewriter. In 1802, Agostino Fantoni developed a particular typewriter to allow his blind sister to write. I thought that was pretty ingenious. Other inventors of uh, sort of typewriting machines were Pilingro Turi, 
Pietro Conti, William Austin Burt, Charles Thurber. I had an interesting note here. I wondered why so many of these inventors were Italian. Dead. So I am not finished talking, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you show up. The Italians seem to have marketed the uh, corner of the market on um, uh, typewriting in, uh, machines, inventions. Uh, but again, Michelangelo da Vinci. That's, that was just a, a, a melting pot of uh, The Renaissance, Renaissance produced all of these people who could do so many things, uh, artistic, mathematical, scientific. Yes. Uh, and the Hansen Rotting Ball, you probably have done research on that, was the first typewriter that manufactured commercially. That sounds so PBS-ish, but I thought it was interesting. So I was wanting to feel some of the time that while you were typing. Yay! And let me, let me review this. Give it a grade. Right. Shall I read it? Read our poem for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This atmosphere of green and gold spring, of a society of grackles and starling, the season of rebirth. We wonder what the next day will hold. We wonder and we breathe it all in. Everything we love and believe in. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. there you go. Very nice. Grackles and starling. Yeah, the season and the grackle and the starling. Yes, and it is rebirth. It is rebirth. Spring is rebirth. As much as we complain about the pollen and the coughing, I don't, you know, whatever. It's part of it. <laughs> Get you know, over the, it. the pollen, we have to Take have pollen. A pill and we got to have on. pollen so the trees can That's pollinate right. and reproduce. That's right. You know? <laughs> well, I'm going to save this. Well, of course. It's you should go, save it. It's going to my refrigerator. Yeah. I nice. was saying earlier about that, that a poem is particularly suited for typewriting. And I found this awesome quote. It's by poet Charles Olson. And it's from something called Projective Verse, 1950. So mm -hmm. this was before you know, the computer and the keyboards and all that. So he's talking about typing on a real typewriter. Yeah. It is the advantage of the typewriter that due to its rigidity and its space precisions, it can, for a poet, indicate exactly the breath, the pauses, the suspensions even of syllables, the juxtapositions even of parts of phrases, which he intends. For the first time, the poet has the stave and the bar a musician has had. For the first time, he can, without the convention of rhyme and meter, record the listening he has done to his own speech, and by that one act indicate how he would want any reader, silently or otherwise, to voice his word. Mm. Isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah, yes. so he, he's thinking about the typewriter as this thing that you can imprint you know, your poetry upon, it's like the perfect form mm -hmm. to use yeah. for uh, writing your poem. Have you ever seen a typewriter with other um, um, things other than um, English letters on it? In you know, pictures, I haven't in, seen one. It's, it fascinates me because I, in my mind, I assume a typewriter always has the alphabet. And 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 the uh, numbers and symbols yeah. and symbols. So what would it have on I, it if it didn't have the alphabet? Well, you know, if it if it were what you talking about, well, Bill? If it if it were if it were uh, from uh, uh, China, wouldn't it have the the script of, of the uh, of the Chinese letters or J Japanese? I the, don't have any idea. I just find it, it's bound to. Um, I find that interesting. Yeah. I make the assumption that all typewriters are. English letters and symbols. Yeah, I know. What an assumption. I assumed. It is. You know what that does? 
Makes you nest. Yeah, out of you and me. Hey, Bill, my <laughs> last boyfriend, you know what? He left me because he said I was outdated. Outdated. Yeah. I just, right. I just went who were my, who were, who were I you? just <laughs> went to my room and listened to my 8-track and cried into my typewriter. I have a question. <laughs> who were you outdating? <laughs> who were you outdating? You're not listening I'm, to my joke. I'm, I'm, you, listen to your eight, you went to your room and listened to your 8-track? Well, I think I see a, a pattern there. You know, click, click, click. Yeah. Here's another joke. I really like this one. There are two okay. elephants sitting in, sitting in a bathtub, and one says to the other, hey, can you pass the soap? And the other one replied, only if you pass the typewriter. <laughs> I need to sit and, and ruminate on that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm blonde. I'm blonde on this one, folks. Are you, make, are you? No, it doesn't. Make is it? Is it a nonsensical it's joke? A nonsensical. Okay, because I'm sitting here like. Can't use a typewriter. No. Look, look at his. He don't have any finger. He, he had no fingers. He can hunt and peck with his trunk. <laughs> he can trunk and peck. And why would he be typing in the bathtub anyway? That's dangerous. <laughs> That's dangerous. Well, they're not electric though, so you're not going to like. Still dangerous. Unless you have an IBM Selectric. <laughs> right, right. I did like those. Those were pretty cool. Remember those? Was that with they the ball? Everywhere. Yes. Is it with the ball? Uh, yes. And it would turn and click. I remember oh. when I first got an electric typewriter. I was like, man, this is awesome. Typewriter to word processor. Oh to, yeah, the word processor. You know, yeah. That was okay, but you could only see what you had typed in that little tiny window. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a I had a Star Rider, Canon Star Rider. <laughs> Canon Star Rider. Star Rider. <laughs> Riders on the star. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that song. <laughs> Typewriters on the storm. Oh my goodness. Into this world we're born. <laughs> Typewriters on the storm. Uh, cool song. Yeah. That is yeah. a good one. Yeah. I love the ocean. Is it the ocean in the background of that one? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's Rolling Thunder. You know, tomorrow, it, uh, Bill, is National Typewriter Awareness Day. Are you serious? Yeah, please buy a ribbon. <laughs> I thought this is too good to be true. You, oh, you got me all like. Oh, no, excited. but there is a uh, there is a typewriter day. Is there? there of course is. there is. Of course there is. There is. Yes. June twenty third. Do we send cards? No. That's Do I not send it. cards to people? Oh. That's not. Wait a minute. Yeah, okay. it is. Okay. June twenty third is the anniversary of the granting of a patent to American inventor Christopher Latham Scholes, which you probably had in your notes. Okay. Too, didn't you? That was eighteen sixty eight. Yes. Mm-hmm. So typewriter day celebrated that day because even though you had all those Italians doing yes. all the stuff before, yeah. Scholes invented a a prototype, which was the first one to be commercially marketed. Nice. And yeah. so it was called the Scholes and. Glidden typewriter, and then later became the Remington typewriter. Nice, yes, yeah, yeah. And it could only type uppercase, 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 uppercase. <laughs> now, Letters. have you heard of have you have you seen Underwood typewriters, the yes. heavy Underwoods? Yes, that was what I had. Yeah, and I like to I like to get my ribbon right in the middle where it was black and red combined. Mm-hmm. And I I started the novel. Uh, <laughs> A science fiction novel based upon Edgar Rice Burroughs, and it was awful. I'm not even going to tell you the name. But tell me the name. Cheyenne, Princess of Venus. <laughs> it sounds like a porn movie. <laughs> I'm serious. And here's what else I did. I got I when my dog had puppies. I on three by five index cards. I typed up birth certificates for each puppy. You know, and I and, and they're. 
like I knew their personality traits automatically. Like their names, their the times of birth. It was ridiculous, you know, because it was just silly. Okay, so I will reveal to you since you did that that one of <laughs> one of the stories that I would type on my little uh, typewriter back then was about a a rock star who didn't keep any of her money. She gave it away all to charities. And her name was Sunny Sanello. Ooh, yeah. Sunny Sanello. And she lived in Santa Barbara, California. A lot of S's. <laughs> Sunny Sanello in Santa Barbara. Yes. I think yes. you were watching a lot of Charlie's Angels with the blonde feathered hair. And, uh, uh, or was that earlier? Yes. It was earlier than that, probably. And uh, Breck Girl. Oh, ads. the Breck Girls. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, yes I yeah, remember that. That's those. a lot of, st- you know, at, at least as a boy, I didn't have Breck Boys to try to think, I need my hair to look like this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, you were just supposed to be playing football and shooting guns and, you know, right. doing beating up girls and stuff. Oh, like no, that. I, went, I went, well, well, I was getting beat up by my two sister. That, that was the, it was <laughs> the opposite. Sister. It was the opposite for me. <laughs> Your sister was the bully. No wonder. <laughs> hey, when I looked up, when I asked my lover, the online etymology oh, dictionary yes. about typewriter, you know, just says you know what you would expect, but what typewriter means. But it also said this, which I have never heard. It said the slang for typewriter um, came around in 1942, office piano. Have you ever heard I've that? I've never heard of I that. I haven't either. I kind of like that. I like office piano. Office piano. Right. Yeah, because you can, I mean, you can really make some some music in with your, the typewriter. You know, it, it, in your research, do you recall, do you recall, right, Stumble out of bed and I tumble to the kitchen. <laughs> pour myself a cup of ambition and lawn and stretch and try to come to life. <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? I, did, I just I started went into state of fugue. You know, <laughs> Dolly, Dolly entered my body. I can't breathe. <laughs> you know, I, I, we're probably gonna have to pay her some pay her some copyright some funds or something. In my research, I think I, I read somewhere where the, the typewriter had in concert with it. Um, Piano, learning piano was quite the rage in the 1800s. Uh-huh. This was a way to translate a king of piano to um, creating uh, words and stories what and are you letters. Saying? I think there's a relation to <laughs> piano keyboards and the creation, oh, oh, okay. and, and, and the right. creation of the keyboard. Well, the office piano. I mean, office pi- exactly. That that's slang. Hey, hey, uh, where's my office piano? Yeah. Office, <laughs> pick on that office piano. Yeah. Who's who's been playing my office piano? Every, the keys are stuck. Ribbon's broken. Yeah. Dictate. <laughs> you, Mrs. Wiggins, get in here. Start typing. Hurry. We, we're da- we're dating ourselves. Aren't what we dating I ourselves? learned yeah. using a manual typewriter. Yeah. So I mentioned that Shoals and Glidden, so that was National Typewriter Day, um, named after him. And then it became the, the uh, Remington and so he had the QWERTY, he, you know, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. QWERTY, QWERTY. Keyboard. That, I think you're QWERTY. I'm QWERTY. That came became known as the Universal Keyboard. And there were alternative keyboards, but they all, you know, battled against QWERTY and QWERTY won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, QWERTY was the king of the hill. Hmm. And so by the 1920s, almost all of the typewriters had the, the QWERTY. Yeah. And um, using a ribbon and having a shift key and four banks. One, two, three, four banks of keys. Four did banks. you know those were called banks? I did not know those Each were called line. banks. I didn't how, either. How did I not know that? And, banks and, and, of keys. And barely survived typing. Yeah. You know. That's very. Um, typing is statistics. 
Skin of my teeth. No. Skin of, no, no, no. What I mean for me, you know, getting getting through is like. Oh. Did you take a typewriting class? I took a typewriting class, and I, I blamed it on the fact that I was left-handed. You didn't like have Miss Crow. I didn't have Miss Crow. She would have taught you. I, I, the driving instructor who was all reading a novel in the corner and not reading. It is fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There was a mural on the wall to my typewriting class outside of the typing class that was a huge keyboard painted on with typing. But I, this is in the 80s, early late 70s, early 80s, yeah. where painting the walls in the high school was all the rage. Huh. Large murals on the walls. So you so, had a typewriter mural? Typewriter mural. Well, that's uh, cool. And I, it, it's in my annual. I'll have to bring it in and show you. Yeah. It, it, typing, you know, in huge letters and the keyboard on the wall. So how well that, that's etched in my brain. Our walls were very boring. Boring walls. Now, back in the day, the standard price for a typewriter was a hundred dollars. That's expensive. It was very expensive yeah. back then. But you know what? We've come full circle because, like I said, you can't hardly find a typewriter anymore. People won't wait. Well, I remember. Much in, money I remember in the eighties, nineties, in the thrift stores, they were full of typewriters. You know yeah. that, that in one, two, five bucks. But they're not now. Yeah. I, mm. I was talking about earlier because I wanted to mention this too about the slow movement. Did you know there was a global day of unplugging? No. We just missed it. It was March 3rd. Yeah. So it's for 24 hours you're supposed to unplug. Unwind, I like that idea. relax, do anything besides use today's technology, electronics, phone. and social media. Can you imagine how hard that would be for a lot of people, especially younger people, turn your phones off for 24 hours? Yeah, yeah because they are, what do they call them, digital natives. Digital natives. That's all they've known. You'd find them. You'd find them writhing in the streets, <laughs> like, "Where's my phone?" I, you know, withdrawal. Withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm convulsing. Where's my? But I mean, even people our age. I oh, think, certainly. I think a 24 hours with nothing. I mean, that would be no technology. So no television, no, no radio, nothing mm -hmm. like that. No elect anything electronic, anything digital. It'd be difficult, but I'd, f I'd find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd want to go out and turn over some rocks. and. I wish I had known on March 3rd because I would have tried it. You know, what What you and I could have done is done that and kind of kept a journal of, can, we can write, obviously, yeah. of, of what our day consisted of. We're going to have to try you know? to remember that for next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and com compare our notes. Yes. Do you want to hear one more poem? Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. So uh, a few years ago, I wrote a poem called What I Learned Using a Manual Typewriter. And I... What I was thinking about, I gave my grand girl, Claire, I gave her this book. It's a wonderful picture book. It's called Click, Clack, Moo, Cows Who Type. <laughs> it's hard to type with those hooves. Oh, man, they they were into the typing, though, and, and she really liked it. I also gave her a typewriter. Oh, cool. I painted it orange and gave it to nice. her. Nice. And um, so, yeah, here's a poem I wrote. What I learned using a manual typewriter. I would never have learned to type properly if Mrs. Crow hadn't made us use those machines with blank keys. That took a monumental finger effort to get them to strike the paper with enough force to see absolutely anything. Or maybe the ribbon was just old. Though I have visions of her staying late after school at least once a week to change the ribbons out that we destroyed by jamming keys into them over and over in our all-day rhythm of chaos. It does not pay to type faster than the mind is working, or vice versa, or... Not sure what I'm trying to say, but you know, right? The sound of a manual typewriter and its ring is surely shot out in space in one of those capsules, though aliens would think us so very quaint for it. 
If it takes effort to make the words appear before you, it is well worth it. Don't gripe. People of a certain age will stop in their tracks when they hear a manual typewriter and will begin to smile, and memories will flood their brains like the smell of hot yeast rolls their grandmothers used to make every Sunday. Many years ago, I could pick one up at a yard sale or thrift store for a couple of bucks, but today they are $100, even not working. I have never wanted a non-working typewriter unless I needed something to rest divinely in the garden between the mimosa and wild rose. By the way, that's where anyone might like to spend eternity, resting divinely in the garden beneath the mimosa and the wild rose. A typewriter smells like old electricity when it's working properly. Think of all the great books of the world that were written on them. Think of all that carbon paper and those purple-lettered copies filling up manuscript boxes and the repeated ding of Mark Twain's Remington as he composed Life on the Mississippi and noted, quote, it piles an awful stack of words on one page, end quote. One should always have a typewriter, if not for use, for a reminder of the work that goes into one and can come out of it too, which is also what a body is for. Mm. That's kind of a long mm. point. Nice. <laughs> I like I like the sense of mimosa and roses. My, yes. Spicy and resting sweet. Divine. I do have a typewriter out there under my mimosa tree that's resting divinely. Yeah. Well, it's it, and it's there for inspiration. You, <laughs> yeah. we, it, it evokes something when you see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. The cats, Absolutely. Are, the cats and the lizards and the skinks are inspired by it. Absolutely. And sunning on it and, you know, lounging by it. The dogs don't pay attention because oh, the dog. dogs don't. The dogs, no. yeah. They, they can't be bothered. No. I hope they don't mark it. Don't be marking the typewriter, <laughs> you dogs. Yeah. Well, typing. I typing. think we've done it. I want to do – I'd like to say one more thing. Genia, say one more thing. Genia, on your poem, I meant to say the color of your choice spills into the noun of your choice. If I said verb, forgive me. Color and noun are, are, mm-hmm. are, are inferred, inferred words. Right, forgive and he, me. Has, he has blanks next to those words, so that's so, why you're saying That's why I'm choice. saying that. I, I'm assuming yeah. he's wanting us to infer our own color and our own noun mm-hmm. into those spaces. So mm-hmm. um, if I said for forgive He's got a there, doesn't he? He does. You've got to fill in your own words. Yeah, yeah. So we're recording this on April 14th, and uh, so if you happen to listen today, <laughs> you've, you've got one day mm-hmm. of notice. That's to, enough time. Yeah, you got a day. <laughs> to come uh, tomorrow, April 15th, to Wonder City Word Fest, our annual festival where we give out the awards to the Oklahoma Poem Contest, and we're going to do a little dedication to our Yevgeny Yevtushenko uh, exhibit that his family has has loaned us. And uh, Zhenya is going to talk about his father and read some poems. And we're going to have a decorate your own kite and fly it contest. Master Mm -hmm. Paul Flaherty is going to be here. He teaches our martial arts and more class. You're all going to come see me do a high kick if you're lucky. (laughs) Do a high kick and then do a high haiku. High kick into haiku. (laughs) There we go. How cool is that? Yeah. Maybe that's what the name of the class should be. High kick haiku. And all of that is wonderful and important. It is. But do you know the most important thing of all about tomorrow, Bill? Um, Yeah. is it your birthday? It's my birthday. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm i so glad I got that right. I, it's also tax day. Yes. Well, now here's my marker. Which is not as important. No, this is my marker for my birthday. It's was, also your sister's I birthday. I was born on oh. the 50th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. 
Okay. Make with that what you will. Make with it what you will. Isn't it? Is it now? For is it Kelly's birthday also? And my sister Kelly uh, was born. I say, on the same day. A year. You apart. know, Betty and Amos, divine timing. Yeah. Good job. I was, as I have said, forever and ever the best birthday present she ever received. <laughs> right. And she's like an yes. instant mini little sister. She's like, oh, thank you, mother. Yeah. For yeah. this present, as she this rolls, gift. as she rolls her eyes, like I would think this is my day. <laughs> Well, cool. I think that's why she's had to take care of me in my old age, because I was the best birthday present she ever got. Isn't that right, Kelly? Yes. Kelly's a good caregiver. Yes. <laughs> all yeah. right. Thank you all for, for joining us on Typing Day. Typing Day. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate you. Yeah. Spread the word. Right. Bye, guys.